This is the Fantasy Road Show. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. My name is Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Trucker. And this is Mike Coles. You can find him on Twitter at, fa- at Coles underscore Sports. Mike, how are you doing today? Are you okay, buddy? You're, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm great. It's uh, hot. I'm 105. Um just ready to knock out these final uh, dynasty rankings, baby. How I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to finish this uh, whole dynasty ranking multi-week uh, segment out. It's, and, and we could just start redraft, you know. I'm excited to get into mock drafts. I'm excited to get into our sleepers. You know, um, the best part of preseason, in my opinion, so... Yeah, Dynasty Rankings has been a grind. I'm excited to kind of like see what our show becomes when we're in segments and redraft and kind of, you know, talking about different areas of fantasy. And as we work through some of that stuff and coming up with fun segments, it's always going to be a work in progress. But I'm excited to get away from the sleepy Dynasty Rankings talking about every player in the league. Yeah. yeah, obviously we've mentioned it before. It's uh, it's beneficial that we're doing this. It helps us out and also helps you guys out that are paying attention um, to kind of find out where our gauge is at with these players in dynasties. So, um, yeah, let's yeah. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it, huh? Buckle up, huh? Buckle up. All right, Mike. There was a uh, something in the news about one of these guys recently yeah fill us in yeah yeah. so so i have ingram at at 15 evan ingram you have at 16 and like after signing that deal i'm prepared to move them me too um i'm definitely moving them up up above chigaconquo so what was it a three-year like 42 million dollars that is exactly yeah a three-year extension worth 42 million yeah so chig like i just don't really like that Hopkins signing for him so I was never as like I read I I read a tweet uh earlier this weekend that was Albert O this year's Albert O is Chigakonkwo and I thought it was pretty funny because you know he was hyped up pretty pretty heavily with Russell and um just pretty much fell on his face and now all you hear about is Dulcich and um I don't know I haven't really been on Chig's bandwagon too much but certainly with hopkins and then burks already getting some production in that offense it's going to be tough support all three um so i'm definitely prepared to move ingram you know i think i had him at 15 um and i wasn't too sure that they were going to re-sign him so i thought this was potentially his last year in a pretty good situation with lawrence um so, you know, that signing, especially in Dan- dynasty landscape, means he's going to be there in that offense. It's continuing to get better over the next few years. So I'm ready to move him up. Um, I could probably move him above Cole Komet at this point. 
Um, yeah, he's just, so he's maybe like he's an established tight end here. You know, he's he yeah. showed last year he was coming off he came <clears throat> off a season with excuse me career high in receptions with seventy three and yards with seven hundred and sixty six. Like he's he you know yeah. he's utilized as uh, kind of that tight end wide receiver hybrid. Uh, with his speed and speed and size combo, so uh, fourth among all tight ends last year with 98 targets. However, he was uh, outside the top 20 in red zone targets with nine. So, um, you know, he sees a lot of his util- u- usage outside of the red zone. So, you know, we'll see if that improves at all this season. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, that seventy. What did you say? Seventy six, seven hundred something. Seventy three like, for seven sixty six. Yeah, so that it just off the top of my head is like Dallas Goddard numbers in my mind. Yeah, but I mean, he does have so, Calvin Ridley coming into the offense this year, and I mean, yeah. you, I definitely don't think he reaches those marks that he did last year. Maybe not, but I also think that Trevor Lawrence is going to have that offense humming at a different level anyway. So I don't. I think he he was short of thirty touchdown passes. I think he goes over that number this year. Um, so I think they're going to get better. I think Lawrence is going to get a lot better. So um, okay, we'll see. Yeah, sounds good. Where are we moving on to next? Um, I mean, let's just let's go to Dalton Schultz. Um, I want to hear what you think about him being in Houston's offense. I mean, clearly the Cowboys didn't think he was like a game changing talent. Yeah. You know, um, and they don't really have an, they don't, the, the Cowboys don't really have a tight end like answer yet, but they were confident enough in replacing them that, um, I don't know what I, that kind of bothered me. I was really big into Dalton Schultz last year. I thought he fit well with that offense. Dak Prescott, you know, he, he was utilized quite a bit in that. So I'm surprised that they let him go, but I think it's just that speaks to the room that they have behind him with Jake Ferguson. And then they just drafted another guy we'll be talking about soon. But uh, I mean, Dalton Schultz, 27 years old. He signed a one year deal with Houston, kind of a prove it kind of deal. Um, who knows how this is going to work out, man. I mean, I, I, we both think that Stroud's going to figure it out this year and have a better year than people expect. And I think Dalton Schultz is going to be a product of that. You know, uh, His best season was in 2021, and he finished as the number three tight end with over 100 targets, over 800 yards, and eight touchdowns. So he he's capable of having these very, very elite statistic lines. Um, so, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen? The, the jury's still out on this, but... I personally think Dalton Schultz has a good season with uh, Houston, and I, I I think they're going to re-sign him after this year. Yeah, um, absolutely. We'll see how that plays out. I uh, I just don't have much to say to him. I think he's good, uh, and he was <clears throat> he was in an offense where he was replacing a lot of production and just kind of was the benefactor of that. Um, but we'll see what happens in Houston. A lot has to play. Yeah, rookie quarterback. There's no unestablished yeah, wide receivers. Right, exactly. Um, but I do want to talk about Trey McBride. I have him at 17. You have him at 19. Um, I'm a pretty big Trey McBride guy. He uh, He's the kind of guy that saw an elite level of um, targets in production in college, and he's kind of stepping into an offense that, should be really bad, but um, he's going to be 
jumping into those Zach Ertz shoes that were, I don't know, producing at a very high level before injury last season. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> so I, what do you think about McBride? Where do you, see uh, you know, he's a promising uh, prospect here. He's 23 years old. He's coming in at like six, four, 250 pounds. Almost. Uh, he was the first tight end drafted in 2022's draft. Um, his final season at Colorado state got 1100 over 1100 yards. So that's, you know, um, shows his uh, receiving ability in that aspect. Um, last year, Zach Ertz ended up going down with a, uh, I think he tore his ACL in about week 10. So Trey McBride came in and caught 25 of 35 targets for 234 yards and his first touchdown. You know, that wasn't amazing numbers, but that team was horrendous last year. Um, he's looking to pick up yeah. right where he left off as the starter for, for Arizona. And I think, I mean, Arizona is going to be playing from behind pretty much every game. So they're going to be going to the air early and often. And I think Trey McBride, um, no matter who's playing quarterback, um, should be a legitimate target in that offense. Who's the week one starter in your mind? I, it's What do you mean? For quarterback, Colt McCoy. I just – He's he's the the veteran in that room right now that's healthy. Clayton Toon could end up working in if uh, I think that's only possible if Colt McCoy messes up royally, just throws pick after pick after pick, and they're throwing Clayton Toon because I mean, what are, what else do they have to lose, you know? But uh, I don't know. They I've been reading reports. Been reading reports over here that uh, Kyler Murray is uh, aiming to come back week one, although that is a stretch, and the coach is not commenting on this. But, um, you know, obviously you should set personal goals when you're rehabbing from an injury like this. But um, I don't know. From from what I'm seeing, I, I could see him coming back as early as week four, Kyler. Yeah, I mean, that would be – that would change the tra- trajectory of the – Cardinals season for me I think I think they're and just in my mind they're gonna be one of the worst teams in the league this year but if Kyler comes back week four he's gonna win you games just from his talent alone absolutely we'll see what happens definitely um so what I do want to talk about is the Green Bay Packers Mm historically the greatest franchise in the nfc north which is championships <laughs> take throwing shots throwing shots championships today. after championships um tell me about the greatest franchise in the nfc north Rob. you're an asshole number one uh number two um i don't know man this is going to be interesting this year you know they drafted luke musgrave in uh, round two and then Followed up with Tyler Kraft or Croft, however the hell you say his name, um, in round three. And I don't know. So far during OTAs and reports coming out of camp, um, Luke has been the guy. Like he's he seems like he's going to be the guy taking first reps. Um, however, I think Green Bay, obviously from the draft pick selections, they're they're probably planning on running two tight end sets, pretty pretty often. I mean, um, establishing the run. Uh, run first team and um, not relying too much on Jordan Love this first year and letting him kind of work his way into his spot. You know, I I don't know. I could see Luke easily making a pretty good connection with Jordan Love. Kind of these wide receivers are pretty unestablished. I mean, we've heard reports on Romeo Dobbs and stuff, but 
you know, who knows? Luke Luke could be a nice security blanket for Love early on. Yeah. I just, I mean, I'm so interested in the offense as a whole. I mean, I'm not going to comment too much on the tight ends. Like they have to, the dust has to settle with the entire offense. And I mean, Tunyon had some good production. Like it's just that entire offense is brand new in my mind. And love's going to find his connections as things go. Aaron Jones is going to be the anchor. Um, I mean, and Angie Dillon really, but. We, we both, I think, are going to see – we think that this year you're going to see Jones relied on very heavily and kind of the rest we'll see week by week kind of as things shake out. Um, so, again, they're just two pieces in a offense that um, is going to try to figure out their identity as the year goes on. And um, I think next year um, – when we're doing our dynasty rankings heading into the season, we'll we'll be at a much more comfortable spot with this whole offense. Yeah, absolutely. I think this year is going to tell us a lot of what we want to know. Um, Bless you, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. I just <laughs> – um, but let's move on to Jelani Woods. I have a little bit more – I know I've always been higher on him than you. I just think like 6'7", his size – uh, is very impressive, and he shows that he can. He's shown that he can catch the ball and do something with it. But that being said, Anthony Richardson's quarterback um, that's going to limit him in my mind. But um, what do you have to say about Woods? Um, yeah, I mean he's a physical freak, like you mentioned, six seven. He's two hundred and fifty three pounds. Uh, he showed some promise last year. You know, as a rookie, forty targets, over three hundred yards, and three touchdowns. Like. You know, it's not nothing. He um, In week 12, he saw eight receptions for 98 yards. So he kind of showed you what he's capable of if you give him enough targets in an offense. Um, I think we all noticed that right away. He's He just looks like a, men, a man amongst boys out there when he's playing. Uh, but, I, you know, it's with the rookie quarterback. And last year it's hard to judge his rookie year from such a bad offense. I, I don't know. It's it's a little crowded as well um, with Mo Alley Cox and and Kylan Granson, and then they just drafted another tight end this year, Will Mallory. So, I mean, they're not they're not saying that he is their their go to guy, but I think we're all just hoping that he is. Yeah, um, you're going to have to see a lot of success with Richardson's arm in order to see Woods have like a big role in fantasy at all. So um, someone that I think could have a really big role uh, that I have down here as my tight end 24, you have him as 21, um, Mike Kosicki. Oh, yeah, Mike Kosicki. I think that he's – I think he's one guy that I look at here on my rankings that's like, man, I have him pretty far down there, but – he could very easily step into a Patriots role that we've seen them have some, uh, you know, Hunter Henry had a pretty good productive season uh, with Mac Jones. So, yeah, I've, you know, prior to prior to us doing these episodes, um, I wasn't very high on Mike Kosicki, but the more I looked into the situation, I think the higher I'm moving him up in my rankings. He's 27 years old. Uh, He's signed a one year deal with New England. And they're kind of viewing him as a wide receiver tight end hybrid. 
Um, you know, early this offseason, he's working with the wide receivers and lining up in the slot while other tight ends are working on blocking. Like, they're not going to use Gasicki in a traditional tight end role. And I think that needs to be known right off the bat. Like, um, uh, on top of their wide receiver room is, you know, bottom five, in my opinion, um, with Juju, Tyquan Thornton, uh, Devontae Parker. You're just, you, there's no one that really stands out. And I think Gasicki is going to be, um, you know, a pretty trusted asset for them. Uh, and I think he has a lot more fantasy upside than Hunter Henry. And I'm I'm excited to see what they're doing. I mean, the Patriots love to use two tight end sets. We've seen that for years. So um, I think Gasicki is going to see a lot more playing time than people think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I am looking up Hunter Henry real quick. I want to reference so he was a top 10 tight end. He was number 10, 50 receptions, 603, and nine touchdowns. Um, nine, uh, nine touchdowns, that's a pretty healthy number there. You know, Like we said, Mac Jones, he likes to um, rely on that tight end, and Kasicki could definitely be a benefactor of that. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that kind of shakes out. Um, but moving on to Mr. Dawson Knox. <laughs> you got him at 29. I have him at 25. Um, his role is certainly changing. We'll see how much it changes. But what do you expect to see him there in Buffalo? Um, I, You know, I don't know. Um, he's 26 years old, so he's not really that old. Um, but the fact that they drafted Dalton Kincaid just kind of shows you that you know, they're not going to be utilizing Dawson Knox in the passing game as much as he once was. You know, I, I don't know. I could just see his overall overall production take a dip this year and for years to come. I mean, he he's a red zone threat. He caught 15 touchdowns in the last two years. You know, Josh Allen trusts him in the red zone. <clears throat> but I don't know how long that's going to continue for. I don't project it con- continuing very long because of Kincaid and the prolific pass catcher that he is. So I, time will tell, but I, I think Dawson Knox is on the down, the down, uh, the down slope. Yeah, that's that his stock definitely got affected with bringing in Kincaid, but I do think they are two very different tight ends. So Knox role might diminish a little bit, but I think it's going to be relatively similar. Um, he'll get, he'll be a touchdown dependent tight end. Like he kind of always was. Um, I think after he signed that deal and showed that chemistry with Allen, people were hoping he was going to be more like high volume, but that never really happened. Last year was a little bit weird, but yeah. you know, he he never really showed that he remained a touchdown dependent tight end, which let's face it, a lot of these guys are. <laughs> um, yeah, when you're getting but, to the bottom um, tier, uh, these are backup tight ends on your roster. They're just you're hoping for a touchdown. You know, yeah, yep. Um, you have Taysom Hill down at thirty six. I have him at twenty seven. Um, what uh, what do you have on Taysom Hill? What give me give me your breakdown on him? Yeah, I mean, I just I, I don't know. To me, I I don't. I'm not a big Taysom Hill guy. Um, he's kind of been utilized as like that that X factor for them in the past, but I'm just. I, I don't know. I'm not really considering him an option. I, he's not really worth a roster spot, in my opinion. Um, I like Jawan Johnson. 
I think he's going to be a much better tight end asset to have rather than Taysom Hill. I think they're going to start veering away from him and uh, moving towards Juwan Johnson. You don't think Taysom's going to be uh, the goal line quarterback, the wildcat slash? No, I, I don't. I don't think I, – I mean, maybe he, he has a couple of carries, but I just – I'm not really – uh, willing to predict when that's going to come. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, Juwan Johnson last season scored seven touchdowns in a seven-game span in the middle of the season. Like, he he was utilized as the guy there for, for that span. And, I mean, tied, th- tied for third among tight ends in touchdowns. But he finished outside the top 15 in targets, receptions, and yards. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful that Juwan Johnson kind of carves out that official role as their starting tight end. Taysom Hill was the number nine tight end last year with nine receptions. <laughs> That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, I know your thoughts on standard scoring. Okay. PPR is standard, Mike. How- okay. PPR is standard. But go on. However, in... In what the industry refers to as standard scoring, mm-hmm. um, he has been top five each of the last three years. He's tight end three, five, and three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I I think um, those were these are the years after Drew Brees was gone, um, and I think when they signed Derek Carr, I. I think Derek Carr is a, a much better quarterback option than they've had in recent years. So I think they're just not going to be turning to Taysom Hill as much as they have been in the past. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a guy who I've never really had or rostered just because, like, I don't want to be a part of that. Um, how can you count in on him scoring? I don't know. He's just so weird. But – um you can go ahead and count me out on Taysom Hill as well. Um, Where do you want to go from here? We got it. You know, I'd say we've kind of made it through the top 30. I don't know that we have to do much more through, you know, 40 or on, but um, what, uh, is there anyone here at the, at the near the bottom of your rankings that you want to say a quick piece on? I mean, we talked about these Dallas tight ends, what do you see? I guess let's let's talk about Dallas. Who do you see coming out of that tight end room? Yeah, it's the rookie, Schoenmacher. Um, I just think um, he has some competition there. He's got to beat out Jake Ferguson. But, you know, I mean, he's a big guy, This and the Schoenmacher. And uh, I don't know. I'm just betting on him winning that job. Cowboys love to utilize their tight end in the passing game. And I think Schoenmacher yep. is going to be uh, – I mean, Jake Ferguson doesn't really – He's he doesn't have that big playability. He's not fast. Like I just think it'll be easy for Schumacher to come out and win that job. Yeah. How about uh, Mr. Tyler Higby? Tyler Higby. Yeah, Tyler Higby is interesting, man. Um, he is thirty years old, uh, but he's been very consistent on a yearly basis. He's always been between five hundred and seven hundred yards, scoring three to five touchdowns. Uh, last year, he set a career high in targets with 108 and receptions of 72, but that was with Cooper Cup gone. You know what I mean? So you can't really expect that. But now with Stafford coming back fully healthy, 
he could trade in that quantity for quality, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see kind of where the Rams go this year. I think Cam Akers is going to hopefully change that offense for the better as Cup is in Stafford coming back from injury. Um, And with the rest of that wide receiver room, not really – not really like defined or in place of who's going to be the guy outside of cup. I think Higby is going to have a lot of production just being like that sure handed safety net for Stafford. Um, So I imagine right now just seeing Rams offense being a lot of cup Higby and acres. So he could sneaky. I, I could see him being a guy that like sneakily has a top seven year or the Rams are just bad and he's like falling off the face of earth. <laughs> you know, it's such a wide range. Yeah. It's such a wide range. I mean, I I project him on. to be um a pretty top a top option for Stafford, you know. I mean Van Je- Van I Jefferson agree. seems to be the number two guy, but that's not solidified. I mean, I could easily see yeah. uh Higby being their go to guy behind Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um so I, I think I'm kind of good on talking about most of these guys. Mm-hmm. I can go ahead and, you know, list off, um, I don't know, t- 20 to 30, but I, I don't really need to talk about anyone else unless you're uh, chomping at the bit at any of these guys. Um, no, I mean, most of these guys down here aren't really worth the conversation. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a few guys to keep an eye out for. K-Dot and um, young guy in Tampa Bay. Um, that team's going to be bad, but he's got some uh, prowess to him. Um, I don't know. I would say uh, Gerald Everett, Gerald Everett's an interesting target over there in, uh, in the chargers. He's 29. He set career highs in all categories. His first year with Herbert last year, uh, 85 targets, 58 receptions, 555 yards and four touchdowns. Um, Kellen Moore is the new offensive coordinator. And we saw what he did with Dalton Schultz in Dallas. You know, yeah. I mean, it, the only the only knock is Gerald Everett's likely to be the fifth option behind Keenan William Keenan Williams Johnston and Eckler. Like he's, you know, not going to be up there in targets, but I, he's just someone to watch out for. He, you know, if I have if I'm rostering, depending how deep your dynasty league is, uh, if you're rostering like three or four tight ends, he's definitely someone to consider. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's like how much of that production last year for Everett was because of how banged up the offense was. Yeah, but I, um, to go along with that, it's like, do you, do we really project Keenan and Mike Williams to have a fully healthy season? You know? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think Kellen Moore, that's a great point. I think he's going to make that offense outstanding. So um, he should, you know, be a, he should have some big, big time games. Uh, just kind of running and gunning with that offense. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I think that about does it for our dynasty tight end rankings and our dynasty rankings as a whole. Mike, we got through it. How do you feel? (laughs) Blessed. Blessed. Yeah, it's it's been rough. Um, Yeah, let's, uh, you know, we're going to post these rankings on Sport Ethos website. Um, We'd love to hear any feedback you might have. Um, we'll go ahead and get these posted here for you tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a, our first guest on tomorrow to kind of, um, you know, tie the bow on our, on our dynasty rankings. Um, but yeah.
about it, huh? Buckle up.